Hello everyone, I hope you're enjoying it so far. If you haven't heard chapter 1, head back to it now. We're up to chapter 10, so let's start. Chapter 10. The effect, the effect of the meeting, some of the hyenas, and more particularly the fact that Tony, the older hyena, was going to be put to sleep, had made the bods very thoughtful by the time they got home that day. I thought it would be fun, said Mr. Bold, but now I'm not so sure. It was certainly no laughing matter. Wonderful as it was to meet and see some animals the same as us, I don't feel particular, particularly happy now, said Mrs. Bold. Human beings are horrible, cried Betty. How can they do such a terrible thing to Tony? I don't want to live like a human being, if that's what they are, said Bobby crossly. I'd rather go back to the wild. But luckily, a clever hyena plan had been whirring around in Mr. Bold's brain on the drive back. <clears throat> and he had perhaps, perhaps, thought of a way to save Tony and cheer everyone up in the process. How would you feel, he asked, if Tony came to live with us? Oh, yes, said the twins. Yes, please. But what do you mean, dear, asked Amelia. How could he? Well, it isn't going to be easy, but I think there is a way we could rescue him. Now, have we still got the map of the safari park? Mrs. Bold took it out of her handbag and passed it to him. Fred spread it out on the table and studied it carefully. Hmm, I see, he said. We only have a few days, so we better act fast. And we're going to need the help of Minnie. Betty, give her a call and see if she can come over tomorrow morning. This evening we will clean out the spare bedroom, which is full of junk, old sticks and half-chewed bones. The next few days are going to be very busy indeed. Just as well it is the school holidays, we are going to be working at the dead of night, so I'm afraid no one's going to be getting much sleep. Fred took the next few days off work to carry out his plan. First, he drove back to the safari park in the morning and told Ina and Boo the details. They were so excited they jumped somersaults. <clears throat> it's quite brilliant, they laughed and chortled. But you need to talk to Tony, said Fred. And if he isn't, ha isn't happy about coming to live with us bowls, then we really can't do it. But the alternative is too awful, said Eno. And he can come and see you whenever he feels like it. Right, said Boo. I like that idea, because we are going to miss him here. So what exactly was Mr. Bold's plan? I hear you asking. Well, it involved digging, lots of digging. At night, the Bolds would dig a tunnel from outside the safari park. Mr. Bold had chosen an area by the perimeter that was wasteland sheltered by some trees so no one would notice. Meanwhile, Ina Boo would dig from inside their burrow, unseen by the keepers. <clears throat> All being well, the two tunnels would meet halfway. Tony would escape, and then, the s and then the tunnels would be filled in. By the time the safari park keepers arrived for work the next Wednesday, the tunnel would be gone, and Tony would be warm and cosy in the bold spare room. But then what? asked Amelia. Once they discover Tony has gone missing, there will be, there will be terrible 
trouble. Head, headline news. Hyena on the loose. There will be hostile searches and everything. We could be in danger. Fred had thought of this too, and that's why Minnie came in. Her father, you might remember, was the butcher of Teddington High Street. So Minnie's task was to get some big bones from the fridge storeroom at the back of the shop that could be strewn across the hyena's enclosure. Then the keepers discovering Tony was missing, would put two and two together and make five. And assume that Tony had been eaten by the other hyenas, just as they predicted. It might seem a little grisly to you human being, but not as grisly to, as what the human vet was planning to do to poor Tony, a hyena. The whole unsavory business would be hushed up and no unnecessary publicity would result. A spot of cannibalism amongst the wild animals wasn't unheard of. They would quite reasonably think nature had simply taken its course. That was the plan, anyway. But could it really work? Fred didn't know. But it was the best plan he had. In fact, it was the only plan he had. The digging began that very night, long, uh, long after most people had gone to bed. All four bolts crept out of the house and got in the car. Now, now for you and me, being up all night would feel very odd indeed. But in actual fact, hyenas are nocturnal like owls and bats. They like to sleep during the day and go out and about under the cover of darkness. This was another habit the birds had had to break when they arrived in Teddington in order to not draw too much attention to themselves as they pretended to be humans. But they now slipped easily back into being awake at night as their journey to the safari park started. And so did Betty and Bobby. At the sound of the car engine starting, a light went on upstairs in Mr. McNulty's house, and his big cross face appeared at the window, peering out at them and scowling. For some reason, he has was a touch nocturnal himself. Pooh, said Mr. Bold. I've been spotted. Never mind. No war against going out after dark. The Bolds drove to Kenton and parked by the high wall at the back of the safari path, checking no one was about. They scuttled under, under the cover of the trees to the chosen spot, hidden behind a thick covering, a thick covering of ferns and brambles. What now? asked an excited Bobby. Listen, everyone, said Mr. Bold as he consulted the safari map. This is where the hard work begins. The high in a burrow is exactly 60 metres in that direction, signalled to the other side of the wall. And we've got to dig down and then across. Boo and Ian will do the same from their side. They'll, they tell me they are very good at digging, so they can do as much as we can, as much as we do every night. Tonight is Thursday. We have we have to get five meters long every night. So do they. For for Eve, for they can do some digging in the daytime too, if if they are not if they are careful not to be seen. By my calculations, we should be in the middle sometime on Tuesday night at the latest.
then we can get Tony out. We hyenas are very good at digging, added Mrs. Boltoy assuringly, and there are four of us, so we can take in shifts. Does this mean I've got to get dirty? asked Betty, wrinkling up her nose. Yes, sweetness, said Mr. Bold, rolling up his sleeve, covered in muck and dirt from head to paw. Digging is second nature to us. You'll love it once you get going, Mrs. Bold reassured her daughter. Gross, said Betty. Let's do this thing, said Bobby, chuckling. Mr. Bold spent a minute choosing the right spot to start the tunnel, and then got down an awful pause. Which with his front paw, he began to scratch at the ground, moving leaves, twigs to one side, then pressing harder, he started to dig. The topsoil was dry and powdery, but once he got into his rhythm, it became dark and damp, and big clods of earth were loosened and removed. Then he started in earnest, head to the ground, his front legs digging faster and faster until they became blur, and out behind him, from between his hind legs came a spray of earth and sand, like a garden hose at full blast. And slowly, as the hole he created got bigger, his head and shoulders disappeared from view. After ten minutes, he stopped for a break, reversing back out. His snout was covered in earth, and he was panting for breath. His big pink tongue lolling out the side of his mouth. He'd never looked less like human and more like a hyena. Miss Bold thought him very attractive. Here, dear, she said, conquestingly, pouring a bottle of water into a bowl and placing on the ground. Have a drink in the old-fashioned way for once. Mr. Bold got down and lapped at the water like a fusty dog or a hyena. Well, that's a Betty. You look, well, wild. That felt good, panted Mr. Bold. Who wants to go? Me, please, said Bobby. His paws had been twitching to have a good dig the moment he saw his father start. Off you go, then, said Mrs. Bold. Hop in. Bobby gave a yelp of excitement and leaped into the hole. It was as exhilarating as riding a bike for the first time, and he took, and he took to it like a duck of two water. Two hours later, all four boards were covered in mud, filthy, tired, but gloriously happy. Even... Betty had loved her first digging experience. Giving vent to hyena instincts for once had been deeply satisfying. Who knew, she said, admiring the back up beneath her fingernails. It's more fun than anything else, ever. I want to be a professional digger when I grow up, announced Bobby. They had dug the first five metres of the tunnel, and as dawn was beginning to break, Mr. Bolt said it was time to go home. We've had a good start, he told his family, and we'll be back to dig some more tomorrow. Bath and breakfast, said Mr. Bold. That reminds me. Why did the bank robber take a bath? So he could make a clean getaway. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. That's That was a very secret chapter. I wonder what's going to happen with the with the neighbor what do you think i'm not sure what's going to happen with mr mcnumpty he looks kind of evil doesn't he okay that's the end of that please give me some please 
Remember, this is The Bold by Julian Clary. Please rate truthfully, and I hope you love the podcast.